Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time. How are you guys? Victory night for the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys were dominant versus the Panthers, in my opinion, in the second half, even though the scoreboard read 36 to 28 by the end of the game. I think it was a somewhat of a dominant win, and we'll get into some of the numbers as to why I believe that. But I hope you're having a great night. Hope you're enjoying the Sunday night football game, the return, as they are so calling it. It's been kind of emotional, I think, to watch Tom Brady play in Foxborough, even as a third party. So, for example, as Cowboys fans, we don't really care about the Bucs, maybe, or about the Patriots, but it's been fun to actually follow that storyline. I think that NBC and the whole production crew have been really intelligent and really smart as to knowing how to play their cards regarding that storyline. So how are you? How are you? I know you're excited. We'll get in today's show. We'll get into the primetime performer of the week, which is our player of the game. We'll get into some takeaways as soon as more people are here. But, well, now, actually, let me ask you to share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, let your friends know that you're watching ADC Sports Alice Primetime. And, of course, like the video as well. Salute Asmodeo, salute as well John Jones and Steven Johnson here in the chat. Great win, fun game. And I think that, Steven, when you say fun game, I think you are very right. I think that since week one, the Dallas Cowboys have been a very fun team to watch. The Dallas Cowboys have become maybe even a less stressful kind of team in the past couple of weeks because they have faced the Eagles and the Panthers. Maybe that is why, but at least we know that the Dallas Cowboys right now definitely are fun. What is up, Stevie Mac? Thank you for being here as well. Shocker, I didn't get a notification from YouTube. What is up? Why does YouTube wants to sabotage us? I don't know. Uh, Sick was on fire, says Asmodeus, and I agree. Wow, Cowboys, it was awesome, says Michael. Think I should add Dallas defense to my fantasy. Don't even get me started on fantasy because I am so stressed because I messed up. This is the first week of the season in which I completely forgot about setting my lineup, about changing my players and Here's the thing. I stream defenses, all right? And on my fantasy football strategy, it's all about streaming defenses. You will not believe who I started as my defense in week four. You will simply not believe me because I completely forgot about fantasy football. It, I am a very casual fantasy football player, so I don't make a lot of trades or things like that. But I do stream my defenses and my kickers. And I will admit here on air, on camera, I will admit to having forgot about letting go of the Carolina Panthers defense. I knew what was going to happen. They scored minus four points for me. So, yeah, that is it. Uh, way to go, my boys. Congratulations on the big double. You keep up the great work, says Kenneth. Diggs and front four was awesome today, says Roderick. This is going to be an old pro, says Steven Johnson. Now that more of us are here, let's get ready to start the show officially. So welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central Time here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. 
for a lot more content coming your way, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas for more Cowboys articles, Mavericks articles. I can only imagine how good these articles are going to be this week because I, I imagine that every writer on the site is very excited about what we saw, what we witnessed on Sunday noon when the Cowboys played the Panthers. Oh my God, this is a beast, says Joshua Davis. So how about we start with our Cowboys primetime performer of the week. And right out of the gate, I will ask you, who is your player of the game? Who's your primetime performer of week number four? I'm looking forward to your answers in the chat. But actually, I forgot about something. We have a transition. So who's your primetime performer of the game? Primetime feel is going to go with Diggs. Gary Johnson is also going to be with Diggs is the best NFL watch out. Stevie Mac Diggs, Steven Johnson Diggs. So I notice, I realize that we are not going to have any kind of controversy on this week's primetime uh, performer. Diggs and Elliot Sig getting some love as well in the chat over at, oh, look at this. We have two Joshua's in Facebook. Joshua Davis says Diggs and Elliot. And Joshua Pugh says, sick. It's got to be Dix or Gregory, says Dallas John. Gregory had himself a game, two sacks tonight versus today, versus the versus Cam Irving, by the way. And Well, one was versus Cam Irving. The other one was from the inside, if I'm not mistaken. Dix has to be the player of the game, says Matt. And I agree. And actually, let's talk a little bit about Trevon Dix because he made a bit of history tonight as he became the first player in Cowboys history to record an interception in each of the team's first four games of the season. That is Trevon Vicks, and you can see in the graphic that you're watching on screen right now, those are five Gs, and that is not a typo. That is one G per interception for Trevon Vicks. The last Cowboys cornerback to ever record five or more interceptions in a single season was Terence Newman when he got uh, five in 2010 he was also he's also the last cornerback to record four interceptions in one season before Trevon Diggs he did so in 2011 so since then the Cowboys had not really had a ball hawk cornerback like Trevon Diggs he's performing at a at an insane level throughout through the first four weeks of the season Trevon Diggs has five picks and you know you know it's not going to be a constant we know that if it, we know that interceptions, I mean, he's getting a bunch of them right now. That number is not going, it, 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 he's not on pace to break the NFL record maybe. But in case you are wondering, the record, the NFL all-time single season record is at 14. Nine train lane, none other than nine train lane. Uh, I'm excited for that Chips matchup week 10, says Jeb Newhouse. That is going to be fun. Because I've said this again and again in the show. I am afraid of the offenses that can score on this Cowboys defense. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm not really afraid about any defense that you can put in front of this Cowboys offense. Because I think that they have the quarterback and the offensive coordinator to adjust. And listen, Dak Prescott tonight, he completed only 14 passes. Maybe the stat line is not as impressive. But he scored four touchdowns. He was impressive at the line of scrimmage. He knew what he was doing. And that Amari Cooper, Dak Prescott connection 
it really might be one of the best in the entire NFL between a quarterback and a wide receiver. We saw it again on a big play between these two. And as long as Samari Cooper remains relatively healthy, he doesn't even have to be 100% healthy as we saw tonight, uh, as we saw today. But that is one of the very best connections in the entire NFL. Thank you, Joshua. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you and your support here in the show. Dallas Junk says he, that was amazing today. Chiefs defense, says Matt, is not that great. It's actually struggling a lot. We will be able to keep up with them. It's going to be a very fun game. And is it, it is not a night game, right? It is a night. It's a 325 kind of game. I would have loved it if that was a Sunday night football affair. But the Cowboys are actually going to get Sunday night versus the Vikings in week eight. The Cowboys, is it just me or do the Cowboys always or kind of always get a primetime game like on week eight? Maybe that's just me. I remember that in 2016, they also played in the 31st or the 30th of October because I was there when Dak Prescott beat the Eagles on overtime with a game-winning touchdown pass to Jason Witten, none other than Jason Witten. Yeah, that was awesome too. And my pick for, for primetime, from the primetime performer of this week is definitely Trevon Dix. Two interceptions in a single game, plus he had some strong plays. Now, he, he did not quite shut out DJ Moore, to be fair. DJ Moore got himself some big plays as well, some big third-down conversions on the field. But at the end of the day, you know, Trevon Dix getting two picks on the day is enough for me to give him the, the, the award. Daytona Davis says, Elliot did good today. And how about we take a look at just how good was Ezekiel Elliott tonight, today for the Cowboys? Because these numbers are more than impressive. Ezekiel Elliott is averaging this season 5.3 yards per carry. 5.3 yards per carry. That's a career high for Ezekiel Elliott. Now, this is not for today's game. This is for the season. And he, that is actually his highest average per carry. And we have a long way to go before the season is over. But since 2016, that is his highest yard per carry rate. Now, still, again, we have 13 games to go. And usually these averages go down as the season progresses. But Ezekiel Elliott's out there having himself some games. 200 and 38 rushing yards in his last two games, averaging 6.4 yards per attempt. If you put together today's game with last Monday night's game versus the Eagles, and he has also three touchdowns in that two game span. It's just been an impressive uh, game from him. Now, this stat is the most, is the craziest of them all in my opinion. And this is from John Owning from PFF's initial review. And John Owning put, it, put, put this out on Twitter earlier today, about 35 minutes ago. Ezekiel Elliott averaged five yards per contact after contact per carry. So Sick was out there. He was getting hit or getting at least touched. And then he was getting five yards after that in, on average. Those are just some crazy numbers. This is his 29th career 100-yard 100 100 game since he joined the Dallas Cowboys. That is the, the highest amount of games since he joined the NFL in 2016. So just some crazy, crazy numbers for Ezekiel Elliott in the running game. And it, this was not only a, about what Zeke did 
after contact, but also what the offensive line was managing to do. Listen, Trent Steele kind of struggled in a few plays today. Trent Steele was not great when the Cowboys were asking him to move out in space and get to his block. He was not really finding his guys. However, in some other plays, Trent Steele was looking great in the wrong game once again. That 47-yard game for Ezekiel Elliott in the second half, that 47-yard game, take a look at it again when you have the chance. And look at Trent Steele and look at Zach Martin. They are dominating in the trenches, the Carolina Panthers, in that play. Really just an, an impressive performance. Yeah, I agree. Still was average today, says Dallas Junk. Which, listen, it is fair. I mean, at the end of the day, Trent Steele is a swing tackle. He's not a starting tackle for the Cowboys. He's the swing tackle. So I'm trying not to be as hard as some people are on Steele because, after all, he's a second-year undrafted player who came, who is actually surprising us as the swing tackle. He was not expected to be the Cowboys' swing tackle in 2021 after the Cowboys signed. Tyne Seke after they drafted Judge Ball, which has not joined a team again, of course. But still, I think that this is this is it by Jeff in the chat over at Facebook. At least still is not a liability anymore. That is that is it, as Jeff is saying. I cannot he I cannot put it better than he did. I will take average every day of the week from Steel, says Dallas Young. And I couldn't agree more. I'm proud of Mari Cooper, says Daytona. You have to be proud of Mari Cooper. I think that. Little by little, fans are starting to give him more and more credit for the fact that he's out there playing hurt. Some fans hate on Amari Cooper for being hurt, but I don't think he gets his due because he's actually playing and he's not missing games. When the entire team gets healthy, says Steven Johnson, the guys who come back shouldn't automatically start. These young guys have earned the right to continue starting. Now, we'll see what happens when they come back, but I will take advantage of Steven saying that and remind you of some of the players who are not playing with the Dallas Cowboys right now. We have Demarcus Lawrence, who is probably the best defensive player on the Dallas Cowboys. Even though some people, uh, some fans are hating on, on Demarcus Lawrence because he's not gotten a lot of sacks lately. But at, the, at least he is probably the best defensive player on the Cowboys, Demarcus Lawrence. That's one of the guys. Another one is Keanu Neal. Who might not get who, who might not be as important as Lawrence and the Cowboys are deep at linebacker, but Keanu Neal was still your projected starting nickel uh, linebacker alongside Michael Parsons. Th- th- those are two. Neville Gallimore. Have we forgotten about Neville Gallimore? He was projected to start for the Cowboys as a three-tech defensive tackle and maybe play alongside Carlos Watkins, who, who, who by the way is also missing. And even though he's not a big name, before he was injured, he was giving the Cowboys 35 snaps per game. That's another important defensive player for the Cowboys. And this is just on defense. Donovan Wilson, also not playing. Kelvin Joseph, second-round draft pick, who might not have been an automatic starter for the Cowboys, but he might be competing for a starting role with Anthony Brown if he was healthy. Just a lot of players on the Cowboys who are not with this team and we have kind of forgotten about them. Like, the Cowboys are playing so well that we're not even thinking as much about those absences. We know about them, but we're not complaining about them as in other years, like maybe we would have during the Jason Garrett era. Now, that's on defense. 
on offense, you're missing your starting right tackle, who is Lyle Collins, and who has solidified himself as one of the best in the business at right tackle. And Michael Gallup, who you're not missing a lot because the Cowboys have been able to make up for his absence on offense. But Michael Gallup, still an important player for this Cowboys team. We were talking about who to keep in 2022, Amari Cooper or Michael Gallup. And now the Cowboys have missed Gallup and still, you know, been okay with, without him. By the way, Cedric Wilson hitting the spin move to get into the end zone today was awesome. We have so much talent, says Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, <laughs> shake my head. Yeah, the Cowboys have so much talent. Uh, even Brown was decent today, says Steven Johnson. He had some plays early in the game in which he was looking decent. He could have had the game, he, he could have sealed the deal with a late pick but he did not end up coming back with it. Did you think that was a two-point conversion when we went for it, says Joshua Davis? I think it wasn't. I actually tweeted out before the refs overturned the call that he was short. I think that Dalton Schultz was short, which, by the way, the Cowboys were heavy. We're relying heavily on Dalton Schultz today. Out of the first nine passes for Dak Prescott, six of them went to Dalton Schultz, and Schultz was getting us nervous with, with those hands. He was getting us nervous. I think that the Cowboys caught a huge, huge break on that forward progress call. I understand that if the ref calls forward progress, then then you cannot review the play, but that was the main issue. The refs should not have called that a forward progress. There is no way that was forward progress because the defenders were not even holding him. Like That was a... Boom, kind of hit. I don't even know how to describe it. But that's not a play in which you can... <laughs> I'm out here just making noises to... to <laughs> like when Tony Romo was calling the games on CBS his first season. That was not a play in which you should have had forward progress, in my opinion. The Cowboys caught a huge break on that one. But yeah, the two-point conversion, I don't think that was the way to go. I, I mean, excuse me, I don't think that was in. I thought that the, cow the refs were... Um, I, I thought the refs made the right call on that one. Why don't you read my comments, my man? Says Felipe. I try to read all of them, you know, but we need to keep the show going. I, I missed yours, definitely. I'm sorry about that. How about the defense? Oh, here it is. How about the defense problems on the second time? Yeah, the, the, there were some issues after the Cowboys went on this 24-point streak. There were some issues on defense. We were frustrated because the Cowboys did not get did not have uh, Trevon Diggs lined up late in the game, and we thought it was about player management. That's what the TV broadcast said. That's what we believed while watching the game. We thought that the Cowboys were just happy with the score and had decided to give Trevon Diggs some rest time. And then it turns out that he actually had a deal, a, an issue with his back. So it kind of made sense that they pulled him out of the game, said, like, listen, we are comfortable with this situation. At that time, while well, everyone was freaking out on the timeline, on Twitter, for example, and I actually was having fun with it, getting a little bit nervous after the Panthers' final touchdown. But I was having some fun tweeting out the weird probabilities from the ESPN model because people were, like, very panicky. And I understand why. We have seen a lot of things as Cowboys followers during the last few years but the Cowboys were at 99% win probability. 
when Trevon Diggs was pulled out of the game. They were at 99%. And even after the touchdown, the Panthers touchdown that put the scoreboard 28 to 36, they were still at 95% of win probability. So maybe the Cowboys were comfortable with just pulling him out. Mike McCarthy did say after the game that, um, did say after the game, that if he had to go back in, he would have been able to. So there you go. At least we know that he had some tightness in his back and we know that it's not as serious as, as some would believe. And I truly believe that the Cowboys are saying the truth by telling us that if he had to go back in, he would have been able to because he was laughing. He was like in a very calm way, handling himself in a very calm way in the sidelines. Steven Johnson, thank you for the comment and the donation. As always, thank you a lot. Resign Cassie now. Excuse me, misspelling of his name. I think you got it right, the Monte Cassie. Now, Cassie is coming, came in Dallas with a one-year deal. So I see what Steven Johnson is saying in the chat. The Cowboys might start to feel comfortable getting him signed. Because you're going to have some big team needs next year. Definitely, you're going to have some big team needs. At offensive line, on the secondary, if you if you don't resign the Monte Cassie, if you don't get that free safety back on the team. Because right now, I know we were excited about Malik Hooker. I don't see Demonte doing anything to lose this job, though. What is up, Calvin Jefferson, saying, Young Mo, do you believe the coaching staff about Dix? Well, yeah, I do. I, I, I do. Definitely. And listen, usually we kind of get worried about these kinds of situations, and we are usually concerned about the team not being entirely honest, but most of the time they are, even when players are seriously injured, maybe they don't, they don't tell us, oh, it's serious, but they tell us he's going to miss multiple weeks or things like that. So let's wait for that practice report on Wednesday, but I believe that he's going to be okay. I believe that they're telling us the truth, but also they don't know. They don't fully know what's up with Dick's backs because he's probably going to get checked out tomorrow morning, right? That is what usually happens. Cassie is making these shows, uh, is making these defensive backs look good. Dix is super smart, says Khan. Uh, over here, Hooker, shut up, had an interception himself, says uh, Bruno De Silva. I'm not sure if that was in reply to something else, though. These boys are dangerous, says Dre. Dre. By the way, I'm still excited about that halftime Super Bowl announcement. I, I got reminded of Dr. Dre. Our danger is we have to win it all this year. We will lose a lot of talent next year. The Cowboys will lose some talent next year. I believe that even though, listen, hopefully they win the Super Bowl this year. Hopefully they win it all. But I think that the Cowboys have a young core of football players that are going to be around for 2022. And as long as you have Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore paired together, I think that the Cowboys are going to be in the mix. I want, I want to win it all so bad, says Steven Johnson. Dallas Young says, we need to put Greit out there instead of Maurice Kennedy. And he got some playing time. I don't know if it was literally just like one rep or two reps. Want to check that out again. But yeah, Maurice Kennedy is not looking great for the Cowboys, even though he's not had a lot of, of mm, you know, of playing time. Diggs being, what is up, Lupi? Thank you for joining the show. 
Look, Diggs being out made me super scared. Highlighted how thin we are at the cornerback, inconsistent, is being polite to say list about guys behind Diggs. Definitely a concerning situation for the Cowboys when they got uh, when they got Trevon Diggs out. We were confused. But anyways, you know, is Dixie shut down corner, says Jerry Jones. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Shut down corner, listen. It depends on what you call a shutdown corner in the NFL. But DJ Moore was getting some, some big plays as well on this game. So he's close to being a shutdown corner. I will say this. I believe he will be a shutdown corner. I'm not entirely sure if he's there yet. We need to see a bigger showing from him. Not, bigger is not the word. We need a more extended period of time from high performances by Trevon Dix for us to put him that label, in my opinion. That is where I am at. But because to me, there are only very few shutdown cornerbacks in the NFL. For example, I think that Jalen Ramsey so far has been one. Uh, I'm not sure how he did versus the Cardinals this week, but I think that what he has been able to do in the past few years has earned him that label. Stephon Gilmore, of course, from the Patriots, even though he's not healthy right now. I think he will be a shutdown cornerback. I will say that. I think he will be at some point. Now, how about these numbers? And I really enjoyed these numbers. The Dallas Cowboys had 31 rushing plays, 27 pass plays, and on early downs, they ran the ball in 27 plays while passing the ball 19 times in early downs. Here is the impressive part to me, and this is from not to be brought, uh, tried. The Cowboys only had 10 plays total on third down and fourth down. They absolutely handled the Panthers' defense. They were being aggressive on, on early downs. They had a .69 EPA per play on early down pass plays, which is a very, very high number. And then they also had .25 EPA per play on early down rushes. And this was impressive because at some point, the first offensive drive by the Cowboys, we were kind of thinking, okay, you know what? The Panthers defense might be legit. And I think that at some point, up to some point, they are legit. And I, we talked about this on the show before the game about how the Panthers were 3-0 for more reasons than just their schedule. But the Cowboys offense showed us what they are all about. And paired with a couple of picks by Trevon Diggs, that's how you get a 36-28 scoreboard, which at some point felt like a, even a larger lead. Like, we know that the, the scoreboard, the final score was 36-28. But you're not going to lie to me. You, you know, you agree with me, I think that it felt like an even more dominant win. So actually, one question for me to you guys is, what is one word to describe the Cowboys' win over the Panthers? Dallas Junk says, by the way, big shout out to the coaches and the halftime adjustments. I like that a lot from the Cowboys. Going down to, to, uh, going to halftime, down by one point, 14 to 13, and just absolutely getting out of the doors on the on the second half. How about the Rams getting their butts kicked and the Jets winning, says Khan. Man, and how about the Saints getting beat by the New York Giants as well? A lot of surprises on these week's games. I actually kind of hated the fact that the Saints lost because they were my survivor pick. I had the Saints 
versus the Giants. I thought that they were going to beat them. Brilliant says Alan, that is his one word to describe the Cowboys' win over the Panthers. Joshua is going to go with huge. Roderick is going to go with overwhelming. Therapeutic. <laughs> I, I like that one. Therapeutic. Hey, we're having fun watching this Cowboys team instead of instead of getting super stressed. <laughs> Absolute says Bruno Silva. I'm going to go with dominant. I think that it's not a, the most creative word to go with, but I thought that it was a dominant win from the Cowboys. Like I thought that going out in the second half and doing what the Cowboys did to Carolina was really a big statement from them because you are, again, the scoreboard does not look like a blowout. And maybe it wasn't because the first half was kind of close. But at some point it felt like a blowout and you've kind of had these kind of performances for two consecutive weeks. And then I love what the Cowboys uh, mentality is right now because Ezekiel Elliott, for example, came out in the press conference and he talked about the next step for us. He said, uh, not the exact words maybe, but he did say that the next step for the team was going out there and choke out an opponent, meaning that the Cowboys had a chance to put this game away earlier than they did, but they made some mistakes and let the Panthers hang around for a little bit of time. And Sik came out there and said, we need to choke out an opponent. So how promising is that? To hear that is the mentality of this Cowboys team. Trevon Diggs walked out to that presser and he said, I expect more from me than just those two interceptions. Like he wants to keep playing better and better. I think this team is showing a very, very mature culture for a young group of players. Dak Prescott out there talking about playing that final game that is going to be played in California, meaning the Super Bowl, which is going to be played on SoFi Stadium. Really just an impressive performance from the Cowboys all around. Absolute superb. Uh, one word, unconscious, is locks. That is what Ezekiel Elliott wants to do next time they're out there on the field. And luckily for Ezekiel Elliott, they're playing the New York Giants next week, and that might be the opponent the Cowboys are able to choke out. Because I think that expecting Jason Garrett's offense and Daniel Jones' offense to keep up with the Cowboys might be optimistic for Giants fans. I don't think that is going to happen. Deserved, dangerous, says Dre Dre. I mean, number one, uh, says Joshua Davis, defense we just beat. Believing, best showdown, explosive. Some of the answers that, are, that, are, that we were going to, to do. So... Short the bank says, Mauricio on offense, but if you're going to call Diggs not a shutdown corner, you need to know your stats. You said DJ Moore had a great game against Diggs. He was two for seven for 37 yards, no touchdowns. So thank you for the stat for short. I would still not call him, I, I would still not call him the, the shutdown corner just yet. Not because, uh, only because of what happened versus DJ Moore. I think that we just need to see a bigger, you know, I'm uh, missing the word out here a bigger, a more extended period of time. But I thank you for the stat, though. I thought those are some interesting numbers, and I will surely review them when the all-22 uh, tape hits. But I appreciate, anyways, the, of course, the comment. Lots of poise, says Bruno da Silva, and I like that. Diggs will not get targeted next game. Fact, says Lux. Uh, that is nice. That is nice, definitely. It was domination Sunday. Bigger sample size. Sample size is exactly the term that I was looking for. I, ah, 
You guys are awesome in the chat. You guys are awesome. That was, I was blanking on that term. No, sir, Trevon Dix is the only cornerback to call out team's best wide receiver. That has been the most impressive thing from Trevon and the Cowboys that they have let him shadow the top wide receivers from other teams. And the Cowboys have not had that for a long time. We should score 40 on the, on the, on the Giants, on the Nets. Uh, what's your pick on tonight's game, says Joshua Davis. I had the box. I am impressed that the Patriots are up 73 with four minutes to go in the first half. But I had the Bucks on this game. And I would not change that pick yet. But interesting that the Patriots are leading the Bucks right now. I love watching Tyrant Smith play, for real. 50 on the little people, says Roderick Tarps. Well, before I leave you, before I leave you, just, you know, we have enjoyed uh, ourselves a lot talking about the positives out of this game. I will talk about a negative. Something that I really hated from the Cowboys on today's game. And that was their call on fourth and three to punt the football when every single piece of evidence suggested that the Cowboys had to go for it. So as you know, if you have been watching ADC Sports Dallas primetime, I'm kind of not a full-on analytics nerd because I don't do the... I don't do the codes or anything like that, but I am very interested in the topic and I am a huge believer on these kind of numbers. Now, the fourth decision bot recommended, it was a very strong recommendation to go for it. And the bot actually said that the Cowboys were losing 9.1% win probability if they punted the football. And that is what they did. I did not like this uh, at all. It was four than three midfield. And I thought that you had to trust the Cowboys offense to move the change, uh, to move the change, excuse me, on this play. I did not like this move from, from the Cowboys at all. And then there's another Twitter account, which is called the Punt Surrender Index, which measures just how much of a, quote, cowardly, unquote, punt you made. And this was one of the most cowardly punts since 1999. So really just a bad spot to punt in, in my opinion. And I would have loved it if the Cowboys had gone for it on this play. Interesting. They weren't doing well on fourth, says Cactus. And that might have been the reason why they didn't. But I would have loved to do so anyways. Sam Darnold, Silly Rabbit, Dicks are for picks, says Sacerdote Fiel. Now... Definitely. Let me see before I leave you if I can share my screen real quick. I think I won't be able to. I tweeted out a picture of Sam Darnold. If you can, if you want to check that out, that is his face when he's releasing the football. When Sam Darnold is releasing the football, and he's super scared. Like he looks scared. I mean, that might be just a a physical effort kind of face, but in the picture it looks funny, and it looks like oh my god, that's Trevon Diggs. <laughs> Big Dak Energy, can you dig it? Says Lunatic. You play field position, try to pin him back. Old school football, says Khan. That is what I not what I don't like. The old school football aspect of it. Or even the one yard on the two-point try, says Cactus. Really a fun game, though. Really fun game, though. If the Cowboys stop relaxing on defense, even if they have a lead, they'd be even more dangerous. So, anyways, guys, that will be it for me tonight on the show. Thank you for joining me. As always, hope you enjoyed tonight's ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Hope you enjoyed the game. I will see you as every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central. Tomorrow night, 
here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime to talk more about the NFL and, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. We will have Overreaction Monday. We will have a lot of fun content uh, during the entire week on adcsports.com slash Dallas. Make sure you check that out for more Cowboys content and even for more Mavericks content. Now, if you are into baseball, hope you are ready for the wildcard games. I am a New York Yankees fan, so I am super excited about Yankees playing the Red Sox on Tuesday night. So thank you all for being here with me tonight. Make sure you like the video. Make sure you share the show. Of course, if you are new to ADC Sports Dallas, make sure you subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, and shout out to the chat for helping me out with the sample size term. I needed that. So thank you. Thank you, uh, Com. Thank you, Steven. Dallas Junk, I see all of you guys. Thank you a lot. Uh, Joshua, have a good night as well. And make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. I will see you tomorrow night on Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. Thank you.